It's almost it's the, it's the greatest movie since Deep Impact <laughs> or Armageddon, depending on your preference. Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. Tonight we're talking about Greenland, a disaster film directed by Rick Roman Waugh and starring Jared Butler, which has just been released on Amazon Prime in the UK. Yeah. So yeah. we're back, by we're the back. way. We're It's been a Whee. while. We took a couple of weeks off. Took a couple of weeks off, had a couple of birthdays and stuff like that. And um, stuff. Also, there's fuck all out. Um, so yeah, we're scratching and around pandemic so um so we're still scratching around trying to find stuff but there was a big release this um friday uh by, by that i mean on, on demand release um of something yeah. that came out a couple of months ago in the u.s uh, but it's finally made it over here and we've got greenland which is this new yeah jared butler film on amazon prime is available in the uk yeah yeah. It's weird to see a uh, disaster film come out in this day and age. It is. I remember, like, way back, I remember sending you, like, trailer for this. Saying, I can't believe they made another one of these, like, after Geostorm. Um, like, I know. Like, like, I was dead against this film as well. Like, I was like, for, oh, for, I don't want to see Gerard Butler yeah. fighting the sky yeah. or punching a meteorite. But that's what I get. Like, this whole, but this whole genre is just, like, it's been dead for a long time. Like, it was like... 2012 was like the the nail in the got that that was to me was like that's where it should have stopped yeah and then they still made like stuff like geostorm it's just like fucking stop it and then, they, and then i saw this one i was like oh, really yeah but 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 <laughs> i think we're, we're both coming at it from the same angle aren't we however however turns out this film's really good <laughs> it's actually quite good isn't it i was really surprised <laughs> yeah. i was really surprised by it like yeah fuck. i was watching this film and i was like i shouldn't like this film but it's really good it's just it's just intense it's just genuinely really intense and i think i'll tell you it's, what it is i think i think the thing that makes it stand out amongst like the, those other films that it will inevitably get compared to is that this was clearly done on quite a small budget yeah comparatively i mean it's still a big but comparatively movie. i think that works to its benefit definitely 100 percent, it does um so think, there are, yeah yeah one so to to surmise the plot basically a new um, comet has been deep impact armageddon <laughs> pretty much like a new comet has been discovered and it's going to pass by earth with the exception of a piece that's going to strike down in the middle of the ocean and everyone's excited because they're like, oh, it's new. It's the first time we've seen this sort of comet and blah, 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 blah. They, there's a very quick television news exposition dump. Yeah. And a little bit of exposition from a kid, but that's it. You get it over the radio and there's just, yeah, there's a lot of that sort of wider story going on. And the exposition in the background. But yeah. then very quickly uh, they go, oh, actually, it's not just going to pass by harmlessly. It's gonna strike, yeah. And it's a lot of it's gonna strike, yeah. And then, yeah, so it starts like yeah, you get one big strike, and then but I tell you what, yeah, they do a really good job of, I think, keeping it like grounded because they have those moments of all the information you get about the situation comes like naturally, like diegetically yeah. through either through the radio or through what's on the TV. They never cut away to 
Mr. President, this is the situation. Do you know what I mean? They never do that. They never cut yeah. away to a bunker in the, like, which is what a lot of these movies do. Is you know, it's, it's the it's, someone's dad or someone's brother works for the government. Yeah, like the day after tomorrow. There's another one. It's, yeah, the reason we know about it all is because Dennis Quaid is oh, the scientist yeah. who saw it all coming <laughs> a mile away and just happens to be the main guy. Well, no, it's not that at all. Like, what's but, the what's the one where Paul Giamatti is that guy? Because there's uh, always the scientist that sees it before everybody else. Isn't that 2012? Is it 2012? I don't know. Or isn't Woody Harrelson in 2012? And he's just a crazy guy in the woods who saw it all coming. I don't know. They all meld into one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but I think, yeah, so what they do with this is like, they where it, fall, where it falls down, I guess, is like in the big destruction scenes, the CGI is like really chunky. Yeah. And like, they keep referring to it and being like, Oh, excuse the, the the this is like live streaming footage and this is uh, mobile like cell phone footage and you're like okay yeah. like but then even when, like when the ones stuff happens like to our characters to the main characters and it's like there's an explosion at an airport and it looks like Adobe After Effects it looks like oh, I've done it <laughs> it looks cr- yeah. and then there's there's a scene towards the end where there's a plane flight and again it looks like a it looks like one <laughs> it looks like no, something from like uncharted 2 like yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean but by saving the money there it means that they have to like actually put the money that you put the thought into the writing of it and the actual dialogue and the story and that is better because of it yeah and so I, a lot I, of it just I take... will say is like, yeah sorry no go on no, uh, no well i was just going to sort of add to that and be like they've by not having that money they've had to rely on other things yeah and by relying on that, it's actually boosted everybody's performance. The whole film benefits more from that rather than just a sit like uh, rather than uh, I don't know, a, like a lesser a film with a bigger budget or directed by Michael Bay would have had like an oil tanker get struck. Yeah, yeah, you or know, just like the, been... the inevitable like they, they always do the landmarks getting wiped out, and they that's always <laughs> yeah. a big and that's the thing they put in this is like oh it has to be oh. What what haven't we blown up? And like, well, we got to blow up the um, Sydney Opera House. Obviously, we got to blow up the yeah. You know, we got yeah. to blow up Big Ben. We got to blow up all these right. Things. Let's find landmarks, landmarks, and, and blow push them, up. them over. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this is like the majority of this movie, like a big chunk of it in the middle is like takes place in the back of someone's car or yeah. like or like at night know. at the side of a road. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it makes it feel so much like ground level like genuinely like it does what a lot of these other films attempt to do which is to put you in the shoes of someone who's like on the ground during the end of the world sort of thing but by not ever cutting away from it and by keeping it at that level the whole way through it actually achieves that yeah and that's what i think is really effective about this film and i think they've managed to deliver um I was saying about actually going back to the visual effects. Okay, one of the things that really sort of surprised me um, and impressed me was the first time when he sort of goes outside of his house because they hear the big bang, mm. and he goes out, and then there's that shock wave. Yeah, that, that you see come up the street. Yeah, those are good. And you're like, oh shit, okay, this is like they're addressing some like real world, yeah, like physics here yeah exactly yeah i'll get to it later but there's a, there's a point later on when you get a full explanation over the radio from the nasa guy ex- explaining why it is that this is gonna it's not just gonna be oh there's a big explosion and then everyone dies it's like no this is exactly what's gonna happen why it's gonna happen it's yeah. like that makes sense it's like oh shit 
and that makes yeah. it so much scarier and so much like fucking feels real. And that's um, that's one thing I'd like about this film is it is the um like the I mean I'm not saying that you know we're gonna get struck by a comet, but what I'm saying is like the plausibility of something at the start. Yeah. When there's a disaster and uh slight spoilers really, like his family, Jerry Butler's family, uh the one amongst those selected. Yeah. That's because yeah. there's this lottery to get into like safe safe space like bunkers yeah and it's crazy that it's like so it's lottery but it's also kind of based on your profession potentially yeah like meritocracy um, almost yeah but then it's also like yeah when that first happens like he's just going to the store like at night everything's there's a little bit of like foreboding in the air and you look up at the sky you see all these planes just like thousands of them all just going and he goes what's going on there don't know and then he gets his phone his message on his phone and he looks around no one else no is getting one else. it. And that's the thing in America in particular, because they have these amber alerts and, you know, they get, and that is you know, a government thing. They send out, the government will push out messages to your phone. Yeah. That, you know, so like an is, amber alert is for yeah. all of our non-UK uh, listeners, tends to be around like missing children. Yeah. So when he first gets it, he's assuming that, oh, it's something we're all getting. And then he looks around like there's no one else in the in the supermarket that's getting it. And then he realizes that it's, it's addressing him particularly. Then you cut back to his house and it's literally going coming up on his TV screen, addressing him and his family <laughs> saying, yeah. pick up your bags and go sort of things. Like, and as it's happening, I'm watching it going, fuck, that is probably how they would do it. And they, and the infrastructure exists for them to do it like that. That's exactly yeah. what they would do. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh fuck. And again, it's just, it makes well, it feel look so real. What real. happened in Hawaii a couple of years back? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, someone did it by accident. Didn't they, someone triggered the, the like, warning uh, system. missile. There's, this is there's going to be a missile strike. This is not a drill. <laughs> scared the shit. I think that guy got fired, didn't he? Probably. <laughs> if he did, if he didn't, you should have done. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think yeah, it, I'm I'm really surprised by how well this this film did. Really. Yeah. It's just that yeah, it, it sets up that sort of that sense of foreboding, like what's going on. It it commits to it, um, and it's sort of. It does what, yeah, these kind of films are supposed to. Is it sort of shows the best and worst of humanity, um, yeah, in the sort of the side characters and the situations that they find themselves in as a result of this whole situation playing out. You get the, you know, the people being desperate and the lengths people will go to, but also just the kindness and niceness. And they they don't do it all one way. Is what I appreciate, I guess. Yeah, not everyone's a dick. Not hundred percent dick. No, no one's a hundred percent a dick. Um. But um, but yeah, and that's that's one of the things I really enjoyed was the like you say the plausibility of it and the demonstration of like the fact that these are in that situation. This is how people would react. So yeah. people would immediately start looting for like medicine and shit like that because in America it's fucking expensive, yeah, and hard to come by. Yeah, I mean, there are some logical like breakdown things there, particularly there's a whole sequence in the middle where it's about... Um, so the other thing that I, this film makes me realise is there's only one thing worse than having a kid during the apocalypse. <laughs> and that is having a diabetic kid during the apocalypse. Yeah. Because fuck me, what a pain in the arse. So, <laughs> so Yeah, got sorry, kid. Like... I, all I would know, I would want to find out did he get that? Did he inherit that genetics from me or from you? Because if it's from you, fuck him. <laughs> if it's from me, then I feel a certain sense of responsibility. It's my fault that he's like that. Fine. If it's not, if he comes from your side of the family, then that's not my problem, is it really? 
exactly just gotta <laughs> you know move on look i'm uh, sorry you know, kid. like yeah plenty there's, there's plenty more in the tank exactly you're a young yeah. man domus exactly i'm not anymore mate fucking hell uh you're all right um you've got a few couple of years and more left in you jesus um no, yeah. So that the, the whole sort of situation they get into there is a bit silly. So like they get they try and get onto this plane, then they realise they've left his medicine, so he has to go back for the medicine. I'm like, would you not just ask the like straight away, just ask the all the medic, all the doctors, and all the like, hey, you know that we're in like a big um, fucking military facility right now. Do you have any you know medicine or anything? You probably yeah. have. They probably have an infirmary or something somewhere with some insulin in it well they address that don't they they do but like, yeah, they say no necrotic yeah no, no um, nothing that's like a chronic illness um so they yeah. do like so her doing that but like oh, my point is chronic oh sorry yeah. i thought they said necrotic i don't know like a wasting i don't know so because um, like the kid could die within hours whilst on the plane and spread disease so yeah i guess so um but like my yeah, I I know what you mean. Like she does go and speak to them eventually, but it's like at that point she's already sent him back out to the cars, go and get it back yeah. into the apocalypse. I'm like, but again, it does blow my mind that you're like, right. First of all, um, no one that's in the government or anyone else like that is is diabetic. Well, no. Well, I get the guess that the type imp- one. So the implication is that it's just uh, they would if they even if they were they just wouldn't be selected. Yeah. Therefore, they get left behind. Like if if the vice president is diabetic, tough shit. Yeah. He's out. But then it's like <laughs> how how would then that would be detected uh, again? Like we're picking holes, like yeah. in in a good film. But like the fact that we're picking such small holes on the tiniest of loose threads. Yeah. Because. There's, well, there's other, other stuff. There's other stuff. Like, like she goes, like when she does get, so she has to then explain herself to the the woman in charge of all the transport. She goes, no, no, my husband's on one of those planes. I'm like, no, he's not. You sent him out to go and get the fucking medicine. You know full well he's not on one of those planes. Why would you tell her that? You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So there are some logical fallacies in there, but there, there are going to be. There are going to be. Yeah, and things do drop here or there but one of, but that does lead into a fairly powerful moment when she turns around and she was like oh blah blah blah, blah. you gotta save this you gotta save this oh i can't believe in you, you of it, all the people you should think about this and she was like i wasn't chosen so what if, what if this was your family she goes yeah my family wasn't chosen yeah i'm just here trying to do my job yeah and those like, uh, less than one percent of the military yeah i hear and you're like fuck yeah, it's fucked. And I'd say the one that re- the 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 scene that there are a couple of really good scenes like that where it's the incidental people um, that are like the best parts of it almost. But the the scene that really got me was the bit, and I won't get into all the details of how it happens, but eventually, um, she the mum Monica Brackerin is reunited with her son. Yeah. Um, having been worried about him about the whole um, the whole his insulin levels and all the rest of it and she finds him and there's a nurse there she goes oh hi and just explains everything to her says your son's really brave we checked his levels i've packed a, here's a, a week's worth of, of testing strips and glucose tablets and everything you need and i'll, I'll sort you out i'll get you on a medical and she just sort of looks at her wells up and just like hugs her and it's just this woman yeah. in scrubs who's just doing her job 
And again, like in the in the times that we're living in, like I don't want to get political, but it's just yeah. like, do you know what I mean? You just go, fuck. Yeah, it's it's the frontline healthcare workers yeah. who are just absolute saints. Fucking and like heroes, having yeah. yeah, they are. And they're just they're just doing their jobs. And like this person's got a family, they've got all their other shit going on. But they just went, right, here's all your stuff, here's everything sorted out for you. Don't worry about it. And having been through everything that you've been through with the mother and her desperate search for him and they built that up really well like going through all the tents finding each tent trying to no he's not here no he's not here no he's not here you finally yeah. find him and then there's this woman there who's just just being incredibly kind and professional and brilliant and she's like fuck yeah. me yeah those people are do exist and they are the, the heroes and it's not about jared butler punching a fucking comet it's this it's like yeah, yeah. they get it and it's brilliant. And like, and moving on to sort of the actors. So we've got Morena Baccarin yeah. is the mum and Jerry Butler is the dad. First thing to put out there, Jerry Butler's got his Scottish accent. He just, he just like, literally, that's the first thing I said. So I watched it with my dad and I said to him, the, the big question, dad, is, is he going to try and do his weird mid-Atlantic <laughs> American accent or is he just going to be Scottish? And then, the, like, the first, like, right, honey, and I was like, ah, oh, no, he's Scottish. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's okay. Everything, it's all right, everybody, he's Scottish. Yeah. But we even got, that... We've got, we got Scottish, Jerry. But even that becomes, like, a plot point later on, doesn't it? Which is great. There's, like, there's yeah. the whole, like, argument that he has about, like, how come you were selected? You clearly weren't born here. And it becomes a, like, a sort of argument about fucking um, immigration in America. Yeah. Like it's a, it's not it doesn't become a massive issue, but it's there. It's just an extra added bit of tension, and it's like, okay, all right, you've used that to your advantage. Um, yeah, it's fucking wicked. Yeah. Um, and that yeah, that's just another Marina example Baccarin of them. as well. Like somebody that's you know not particularly, not massively well known. I would say she's. I guess not I'll, you're not going to sell a film off the back of her. But you no, sell... I guess um, off the back of like people will re- recognise her now because of the um, Deadpool films. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, but that's the mo- that's the main thing she's known for, really. Um, outside yeah. of geek culture, obviously, we would know her from um, Firefly, Firefly and from Serenity. Yeah, but um, yeah, she was great. There's that uh, particular scene when she that car- there's a scene with a couple who. Uh, appear to be more kindly at first than they let on. Yeah, it's fucking Tony Stark's mum, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. It's for ages I was like, who is that? And then I, I clicked eventually. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she's got amazing performances in this as well, and a surprise appearance from Scott Glenn. Yeah, that was another one. I apologise to my dad if he does end up listening to this, but he was pretty as we were watching, because, oh, you, well, you know who that is, don't you? I went, yeah, Scott Glenn. He goes, I thought it was David Carradine. I'm like, oh. So, Dad, David Carradine's been dead for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, hate to, I hate to break this to you. I'd be really impressed if it was David Carradine. Um, yeah, look, well, you know, they do all sorts of technology now, but yeah, I'd I hate mean, to think that they did it for Greenland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, apparently, this is the other thing I read is like, apparently, that was originally going to be um, Sam Elliott. Oh, was it? And then it ended up being Scott Glenn instead, but Scott Glenn's well, great. Well, well, look, one's as good as the next. They're kind of interchangeable, those two, to be fair. You want a grizzled old, like, t- like American. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's great. He was really good. It was good to see him. Like, he all, often plays, like, the, the, the sort of gruff badass. The gruff, he was, the gruff mental badass. But he was that a little bit. And then as soon as the kid turns up, he suddenly becomes granddad. 
Yeah. And it's really nice to see that. So even in what is quite a small part, there were different shades of it. Yeah. They were quite good. Although I do think that it was a bit like there was a point where he was having a, they're talking about whether he should come with them because, you know, the world's about to end. Yeah. And they're announcing it on the news now that there is a planet killer, and they're literally counting it down. <laughs> and I'm like, and a, uh, what is it? Extinction level, event. extinction level event. I'm like, that's a bit on the nose. All right, <laughs> fairly um, handed, but okay. But like, uh, yeah, it's a weird one with the whole media things because it starts off like they tell them that it's going to fly past, and then by the end of the movie, they're telling everyone that it's an extinction level event and we're all going to die. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the benefit of that? Like, like even to the point where there's a point where, he, where he's like watching the news and it's like the, the firefighters being taught, you know, trying to put out all these wildfires that are bursting out and they're going, well, we're doing our best, but we know that as of tomorrow, it doesn't matter, does it? So what's the point? Like, oh. see, that's the kind of reason you don't tell people. Like, yeah. Uh, but, um, but no, yeah, Scott Glenn, yeah. So they're having this conversation, like him and Jared Butler, and then he decides now's a good time to have a go at him about his infidelity <laughs> and yeah. how every marriage goes through shit. It doesn't mean you cheat on your wife. I'm like, really? Now? Like, I know it's, <laughs> I, like, I know it's awful, right? There's no excuse for it, right? But I'm talking about whether we all live or die or not. Can we not? And, and literally, we're on a ticking clock. It's on the screen now. Can we not? Can we talk about this later if we're alive? Yeah. But yeah, but also I think like that goes to show that like as a dad, he's like, right, I need to say this to you and I need to say this to you now. Because we're all going to die. Yeah, no, I get it. we're all going to die. And then he says it and then he's like, right. And then he's like, he said his piece. Yeah, I get it. And he's like, right, I've done sort of thing. I get it. Like my dad doesn't listen to this because he doesn't know what a podcast is. Um, (laughs) He thinks we're on the radio. Bless him. Um, But yeah, like I know for a fact that that's exactly the sort of thing he would do. Yeah, like yeah, I guess he so, would. Yeah. He would be like, right, I've said it. I've just said my piece. Now we're done. And you're like, okay, Dad. Okay. <laughs> but now, really though. Oh shit! Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Dad. Did you not hear the words I heard? Extinction level event. <laughs> Pack a fucking bag. Like. <laughs> <laughs> come on dad crack come on, on. Dad. jesus christ and you're just filling about with a horseshoe or something what are you doing <laughs> just you know, like banging tools on the workbench and drilling a hole yeah um got but that's really great and then the other what the other bit that got me um which i thought was really well done was the so it was after that when they get the the final sort of bit of media coverage you get is the announcement from nasa yeah and it's like again, they re- they break down exactly what's going to happen. He goes right, so we're going to get there's going to be this giant um, piece which is bigger than the thing that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, it's going to impact here. Then what's going to happen is the atmosphere is going to be on fire. Essentially, all the continents will be on fire because of the you know the massive like uh, I can't remember, yeah I can't remember all the specifics of it. But as he's what, well, yeah, what, I mean something coming in and hitting that fire is, is going to cause <clears throat> a massive explosion. Yeah, and a shock, so like it's the like the shockwave is going to be yeah. something like it's going to be like um, surface winds of over a thousand miles an hour or something. It's going to like strip yeah. the fucking skin off your bones. It's like, oh God. Um, but what got me about that is not only did they actually take the time to explain that and do and, and really break it down as that this is how a comet can kill a planet, like in the way that we're talking about, is also the point of the performance of the guy doing it. Yeah, he like there's a shake in his voice, and he's like breaking down as he's saying it because he realizes the 
the magnitude of what he's saying. Yeah. It's like the, the amount of the people that you know he says seventy five percent of all plant and life and like animal life will just die. Yeah, but he struggles to get through it because it. And again, it's another one of those moments where it could have just been very cold and media like but it reminds you that there's a person on the other end of it in the same way that yeah. they did with the nurse and with the military personnel they always keep reminding you that they're not just functionaries they're also people who are about to yeah. lose their families and loved ones and everything yeah and it's like it's it demonstrates so much humanity mm. rather than something like i don't know uh like armageddon because san andreas like san andreas like armageddon was like a particularly egregious one because it's like what are we doing to save the world here so i can i can drive my mustang with my my lady living the american dream and this one's about like recognizing that millions of people are going to die and out of the some people are still going to be good enough to risk everybody else on a plane to get you somewhere yeah yeah, and yeah, again, you try. Get like it's all about like trying for survival, not just not punching a meteor or riding a shotgun. screen, you know. Yeah, and like the, so, Making like a even pithy joke here and there. Like they don't do the the again. I th- I was worried they were going to go down this route, and this might be a slight spoiler, but there in terms of the violence, like there, there's no point where he becomes an action hero and and starts shooting yeah. his way around things and hurting people. The sort of the body count, if you like, is one person, and it takes a real toll on him. Yeah, like they really linger on it, and he struggles with it because he had to hurt someone to protect himself and protect his, you know. Yeah, and it's it, like it was in complete, defense. It was complete self defense, but he then doesn't become what you know a lesser film would have had him like pick up a shotgun and then start jumping like yeah. kicking ass to 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 save his. I'll do anything to protect my family, including mowing down thousands of other people. Yeah, that doesn't happen. That again, no. but it could have done. and what and and what happens is an accident as well yeah 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 and he, yeah like i said and it has a not real caused way. by and it's all this like effect like you say like it's not caused by him the the effect that it has on him yeah and another really interesting part that's further on down the line that demonstrates again like the passivity of jerry butler's character is um scott glenn gives him a gun yeah and he just sort of looks at it because what we're gonna do with this yeah and he's like and he just sort of gives him a nod and he's like okay and he puts it in the car but then there's a scene when they pull the car over doesn't touch the gun no doesn't need it just gets his kid out just gets yeah. his kid and wife out of the car and that's again that's this tiny little thing that's like a really powerful effect that leads in with the tension as well, because like lesser films would have lent into the gung ho cocking the shotgun one handed and be like, let's yeah. go to work. Just call me Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and they've got fucking, like, again, like referring to like Armageddon, for example, they've got like shotguns, haven't they? They've got a gun in space. I don't know why. Like, I've always thought, <laughs> it's the bit of the commentary, isn't it? Ben Affleck. Mm. I asked Michael why it was easier to train drilling guys to to be astronauts than rather than just drilling astronauts how to drill things, and he told me, "Shut the fuck up, Ben. Get on with the job." <laughs> told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, yeah. like, <laughs> like, okay, uh, well, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, Michael Bay yeah. film, isn't it? This is Michael. This is a Michael Bay film, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's, that's another good point, actually. I don't remember that about the gun. Um, but yeah, I, and again, you get those moments. So yeah, with the playing bit, and you get people just be nice. And cut, but you also you do, like, again. What I like is that they don't. Not everyone's nice. Like like you say, they have that whole thing with the couple mm-hmm. that she comes across, and you do get some gun in terms of the sort of the violence and the and the gun violence, which is something you can't ignore in America. No. They do get into that, like when they yeah, there's a the civilians, if you like, storm the um, military facility, but yeah, just being America, those civilians are armed. Yeah, so they're going up against the the, uh, the American military. We've all got their you know their rifles, but then they're also got their their shotguns, which they legally own and have got a license for, presumably. But then yeah. they, in the situations like this, they can take arms and, and actually start fighting and shooting, and they do. But the, the consequence of that is not like no one comes up. There's no nothing good comes of it. No, they and that's like, I would say that's the closest that this film comes to, like. I don't know, explodey disaster, shooty gun show thing. But yeah. again, it's the plausibility of it. Mm, yeah. You know, like there's so much in that, that it's the fear that people have got. And it's when someone's like, hang on. Yeah. We can just push past these people. Yeah. There's, there's more of us than there are of them. And, and we've got guns. And so they got guns. Yeah. So have we, because this is America. So like, do you yeah. know what I mean? That's it. And we're not making like political commentary here. Like this is just a thing. Like no, it's just it is what it is. It, yeah. it wouldn't necessarily happen the same way over here because guns are not as readily available. Yeah. Although you know, it wouldn't take a lot for you know a, a, someone with a hunting license or you know who shoots fucking pheasants or whatever to to do exactly the same thing. Well, exactly. Realistically, but like my dad, my dad, I'm talking about my dad again. He has a gun license for shooting pheasants, and uh, yeah, exactly. Um. Yeah, he goes out like clay pigeon shooting. So it's not necessarily for taking life. It's for like sport as well, predominantly for my dad. And um, so he's not taking lives. He's shooting pieces of clay from the air. But then like there are, uh, I know somebody, um, uh, I know somebody who's legitimately in this country and legally an arms dealer. Wow. So these guns are available. Like people yeah. have, people in the UK have AK 47s Yeah. Legally, perfectly legal. Why? If you've got the right <laughs> license, you can have one. I don't understand what in what situation you need an AK 47, exactly. to be honest. But okay. Exactly. What person in Dorset needs an AK 47? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, Sergeant Nicholas Angel. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah. Valid point. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. I, I withdraw my previous statement. Check out his arse. <laughs> Uh, but yeah like again but it like leaning into the fact talking about like the fact that it feels so much more realistic yeah. and it feels especially looking at like as so much more relevant now when we look at what happened in the capitol building in america a couple yeah. of weeks back yeah so much of it is like yeah because we're the, the the mass panic the sort of you know people leaning on each other what people do in a crisis like we, we're not you know <laughs> what we're living through at the moment is no is not end of the world extinction level event in any way but no. there's some element to it like you say well it talks about the frontline healthcare workers and and like you say yeah the the, the violent insurrection that happened at the capital when four, four yeah. people died for fuck's sake like five five was it fucking hell yeah but like yeah and it's it does talk about a lot more politically well not politically like it talks about a lot more um 
realistically than what we the, with what we're going through right now and i think that is coincidental but it nonetheless it does really hit home yeah and i think they, they do a good job because i thought that that again is another route they could have gone down in terms of the the meritocracy of it like how does it work because you get that you know when the when Gerard butler gets the um message the second time mm. he's surrounded by his neighbors and they're all like well how come my phone's not going off how come yeah. your phone's going off? What the, what the fuck? And like getting all like, you know, shitty about it, understandably, but it could have been, it could have turned into a sort of a haves and have nots, the what makes, what gives you the right. And there's an element of that, but it never descends into it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because it, it's, it's, it's a better story. Than yeah, that, it doesn't you know, politicize you... that argument. It just makes, because what that argument really boils down to this absolutely like, brutal scene outside when he's, he's trying oh, to drive away and there's this mother begging him to take the little girl who's like a friend of the son is just yeah. the girl across the street and that that was like because that was quite early on in the film that's like in the first 20 minutes something that was when it's, yeah. i sort of sat up and paid attention properly because i was like yeah fuck, that was really tough fair play that was a really yeah, tough man. scene like like same it was, it's around that point where i'm like like the the bit when the neighbor comes to him yeah and he's like holding up his phone. Is it? The, the you're like, well, is, why are you doing that? And he's just panicking. And you're like, yeah, he's panicking. But they, again, that's the point where they they manage, they pull it back just to the point when he was like, he was getting angry or whatever. And he said, that's bullshit. And he goes, and then he can't, he slows himself and calms and says, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just can you please just call us when you get to wherever you're going? Because he understands that Jared Butler just has to look after his family or, you know, yeah. and he just. A, a lesser film would have had the neighbor would have come at him with a gun or he would have pulled a gun he would have pulled a gun had, like they would have had a throwdown fight on the lawn there would have been a i tell you what would have happened it would have been a it would have fight on the lawn the guy would have pulled a gun on him jared butler would have killed him with the gun and then that would have become his gun then for the rest of the film they used yeah. to blast his way around yeah and his and his wife would have been like oh i hate that gun but i'm so glad you've got it yeah exactly yeah or then, or then and then she, there would have been a point where he would have thrown the gun away later on because yeah. it would have been redemptive. But then she would have had to pick it up to save him right at the very yeah. end because like, he'd be like yeah. getting choked out by the bad guy because there'd be a government bad guy. And then yeah. she'd, she'd like <laughs> shoot him in the back of the head and say, it's just been revoked or something. Or something like really pithy, like, asshole. <laughs> just nothing just a nothing line <laughs> but, oh no because 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 if it would have been her it would have been because women in those action films can only be mothers or um nurses sexual objects mothers sexual objects or nurses but and but by extension usually like, three of them <laughs> usually yeah. <all> three <laughs> but by by extension like Nurses, how they're portrayed in films, are often like overtly maternal. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, I'm a mom." Yeah. And you're like, okay, yeah, of course you are, because women can't be anything but a mother in films, or or a whore. Yeah. In many, like, not good films, but they didn't do that in this. There was, I will say, at one point, I did sort of roll my eyes and be like, "Oh, here comes the goddamn it woman trope." Because the Amber Alert comes on the television while she's drying her hair. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no! Because that lady was too busy being a woman. Yeah, that we, she we, missed the missile alert. 
Yeah, because it was like it was because it was that early point when they were still you know, like obviously they've got this strained marriage and it's like I'm just firing up the grill. He goes, yeah, but I need you to go and get hot dogs and stuff. And he goes, I can't possibly do it because look, I need to get ready. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh yeah. fuck! And I was like, again, that was a sort of red, red flag for me. I'm like, oh please don't let her be like a nagging wife stereotype. Yeah. And she wasn't. And it's fine. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. So. And it's like she was a survivor as yeah. much as he was. Like they had almost equal. Well, I don't know actually like um i wouldn't like to count but they ha- both had an awful lot of screen time in it oh yeah 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 um it's not quite yeah i don't i don't think it's quite equal but it's yeah near on definitely yeah um yeah i mean yeah i don't i'm not quite sure where else to say really without talking about the ending which i do want to talk about yeah i think we should do a quick spoilery tag on the end um yeah but overall overall i would really recommend this film what the fuck who knew um, <laughs> who knew that a disaster film that was made in presumably just, in 2019 for a 2020 release yeah. could be as good as this is just everything about it you roll your eyes greenland starring of course it started like <laughs> poor old jared butler like he's become synonymous with crap now these days like he's jummy he's like he's known as a b-movie crap <laughs> like yeah so again, we all sort of roll our eyes, and I remember, like, as a joke, sending you the, the trailer. But who knew that we'd be here and oh, actually go? Because oh, really I was really against this film, as you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was right. like, and then you were like, "Oh no, they have to get to Greenland," and I was like, "So why is the film called Greenland?" Like, because at one point it was like green above land, and I'm like, "This is fun." And then, like, I was like, "Oh, they're giving it away in the title." And I was so angry at this film before it came out. Yeah. And then I was but watching just, it, and that really quickly melted away because I was like, "Fuck, this is actually a good film." <laughs> like, there you go, mate. Don't judge it until you watched it. I hope you you bring the same sort of clear headed thinking when we review things like the Snyder Cut later on this year. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it in there. Had to get it in there. Anyway, we'll do a quick spoiler tag. But if you're dropping off here, go watch Greenland because it is really good. It's surprisingly yeah. good. Yeah. If you're a bit fatigued by sort of disaster stuff at the moment, be prepared that it's quite a stressful film to watch. It's not a fun it, film to watch. Yeah. It's like, it's intense. Um, but if that's the kind well, of thing that's you're exactly after, what my yeah. girlfriend described it as. Uh, last night she said, I'm really enjoying this film, but I'm very, very stressed. Yeah, it's a stressful To the point thing, that yeah. she had to have a third glass of disarono to help her <laughs> help steady her nerves yeah exactly but that that's the marker of a good film i think um yeah. but also that might not be what you're after at the moment so that, no. there, there's your warning uh, but if it is what you're the kind of thing you like then definitely give it a try don't dismiss it as a, another crap um sort of you know disaster movie as we did we're very much guilty of that but we were pleasantly surprised um so yeah, yeah give it a go yeah definitely Spoilers, 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 spoilers. I felt like, and I haven't been able to confirm it, but I felt like there were some reshoots on that ending. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was like, I thought, and I was like, I was like, oh my God, if they do this, I'm going to be so impressed. I genuinely thought that when they, so they finally get to the bunker. Mm. Um, and they're there, there's the, the, the whole family, and there's this fucking heartbreaking little bit with the kid um, where he says, where are the flashes? And they're like, what flashes? What are you talking about? Uh, and he says, yeah. you know, the flashes right before we die. 
And then Jared Butler gives this really nice, he doesn't say we're not going to die. He just says, look, no matter what happens, we're all together and we're always going to be together. Everything's going to be okay sort of thing. Yeah. And then they get this, they all hold each other. You get the countdown and then they, it cuts to these like um, flashbacks of them and their life together. All the, you know, all these, the kids' birthdays and you see a bit of Scott Glenn and all the rest of it. And then it cuts to black. And I'm like, if it fucking ends there and you don't even know, no, I genuinely, if that had been the way they ended the film, I would have been really impressed. I thought that was the end of the film. Yeah, me too. I was just like, if they literally like, because that's the point of what Butler just said is that it doesn't matter if we make it or not, we're all together. Yeah. And if that has been, is the thesis of the whole movie, then that's fucking brilliant and really brave and really well done. <laughs> yeah. But then they didn't do that, and then literally no. they, they, they fade up. And what's the first thing you see? It's the destroyed Sydney Sydney Opera House. I'm like, <laughs> for fuck's sake, god damn it! You literally just right at the very end swerved back into the cliches, didn't you? God damn, you avoided them for two hours. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I feel, but I feel like that might have been a like I say a reissue. I feel like they might have done it after like a test audience said oh no we don't like that ambiguous ending we need to know whether they lived or not yeah i think you're it, right it feels like a you know like um i am legend <laughs> yeah it's like that it felt like a little bit like that but they go no he's got to win he's got jared butler's got to win you can't win it's the end of the world no he's got to win yeah can't can't beat the apocalypse not yeah. today and then just yeah then you get this whole sort of sequence of all the different um all the different stations talking to one another and it's like oh no helsinki station we hear you oh hello and then you get this, <laughs> the stupid like fucking the guy of the radio it's been a long nine months underground and like that's <laughs> i made exactly that comment as well but we're finally coming like, up i'm like well thanks for letting me. us know i was fucking. like for them to give up the ghost at this point and be like oh the ash yeah. cleared overnight and so i oh, know it's been nine months it's like everyone looked exactly the same yeah, because yeah. clearly that was an ADR line that we just threw in over the top. All right, leave me alone. And we're looking out. At, what we're looking out at is also clearly just a, a green screen that we've added in later, shonkily. Yeah. Um, like, so, yeah. Oh, the birds. The birds. The eagles are coming. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that annoyed me. That made me roll my eyes. And I was just like, God damn it, you were so close. Yeah, um, the ending was a little saccharine for my liking. Yeah, but. it was. And it's, it's a shame. Like, well, like the ending that I described, you know, the bit where it's flashing, but that's saccharine as fuck, but I still think it would have been better than what they did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, it's very fucking, you know. Yeah, I don't think it spoiled it, but I think it... it, it no, it, it didn't, it didn't ruin less. it. All the good stuff we've talked about up till now is still valid and it's still a, a yeah. really good film, despite everything. But I just, I wish... Like I could do it a fan edit and just cut that last five minutes out. Yeah. Um yeah, because well at least I mean he was chosen, so at least he's gonna be able to build some skyscrapers, which is gonna be the top priority at the moment, as you know. <laughs> well, he's a structural engineer, isn't he? Isn't that what they Yeah, well, I guess so. He builds skyscrapers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, dear. 
but yeah, but that, that's it really. That's, the, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, um, and no, also, I was I was of a similar. I also, like I said, I was in the same place as you on that. So yeah, I also appreciate that um, it's this being an American production. Um, Europe is wiped out immediately because it gets like it gets hit oh, yeah. like in the face by the, like. There's nothing you can do if you're in mainland <laughs> Europe. Fuck, you're fucked. Forget it. There's, there's no shelters for you. It's over. Okay, you got nothing. You're flat. You got nothing. That's, that's we don't, we don't like you. Well, that's what the guy on the yeah the NASA guy says. So the the initial impact will destroy most of Europe. Uh, then will <laughs> there'll be a, a shock wave which will affect. There'll be a thousand feet waves. There'll be thousand feet waves and and like shock waves that you know a thousand miles an that hour. Heats or the air to nine hundred nine hundred so degrees for, for all of us out here who matter. Um, for for the, everyone in um, Europe, don't worry about it. You, you're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Americans. It was about bloody time. <laughs> what what do uh, they intend to do? <laughs> what are they going to do? I hope they've brought us some more tea. Apparently, they found a way to take it down. They're sending Bruce Willis up to oh. drill it or something. Bloody hell! <laughs> My God, <laughs> so that's Ooh, the kind of thing. Hell. That, that's like, me. That, that's the kind of thing that that would be the, like the Trump response to something like this. <laughs> <laughs> he'd send the actor Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck <laughs> on a spaceship to go and do- I saw it in a movie it's going to be great I saw it in a documentary a documentary called Armageddon um, I mean that's and then he'd like look at like the general who's just like shaking his head being like yep I've spoken about it with the greatest minds the, 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 the brightest minds of, in America right now Space Force <laughs> Woo! Woo! Space Force. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be um, then Bruce Willis like gets kidnapped and then just lives in the air ducts of this military facility that they've they've trapped him in, like in the uh, Lego Movie Two. <laughs> I don't live up here or anything. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they got actual <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> Lego Movie 2 is so underrated. Why does no one talk about Lego Movie 2 anymore? No, they need to. No, I know. It's a fucking banger. Like, no fielding's in that. Of course he is. Playing like a... Ice cream cone. He's very unhappy about it. No, that's Richard Ayoade. Oh, no, Richard Ayoade, yeah. No fielding's the, um, the sparkly vampire DJ. Oh, of course he is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch Lego Movie 2 again. God damn it. I watched it the other day, yeah. just on a Saturday morning, for no other reason other than, hey, Lego Movie Two's on Sky Movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's anyway, let's let's wrap up the, the, the podcast. Oh yeah, we're doing it in a podcast, aren't we? We are, mate. Yeah, we're we're not out yet. Right. Anyway, that's what we thought of Greenland and Lego Movie Two. Apparently, um, yeah. so. Let us know what you thought of Greenland and let us know if you've got any ideas of what we can do next. We've got a bit of a list building up of like some other stuff that's coming out on yes. the various streaming platforms and we will get to it. Um, and we pro- will probably in a few weeks time do a big recap for WandaVision. Yeah. Um, we are watching it, but rather than do it week by week, we'll do just one big episode to talk about it because fuck me, that show's crazy. <laughs> yeah, show's crazy. And uh, the yeah. Yeah. The, the downloads have shown that you prefer things done in larger chunks rather than two episodes at a time. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is, um, you know, that's that's not on us. There wasn't any content, so we did what we could. 
look, we're, we're still running a fucking movie podcast and kept it going throughout <laughs> 2020. All right, give us a break. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> Doing our best, Janice. God damn it. Fuck you, Karen. That's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Goodbye. See you next week. Or whenever bye. we get another one out. See you next week. Cheer. Bye. 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 Uh, See ya. Bye, Lynn. Bye. Bye, then. Also, I've been watching Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. I reckon in amongst all the all the different young um guys, you've got a complete set of all the Robins. Yeah. So yeah, so the um Johnny's son, the guy with the long hair. Yeah. He's Dick Grayson. Right. You got um fucking uh, Miguel is Tim Drake. And okay. then Hawk, the guy with the hair lip, he's Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Perfect. Fuck, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. So I watched the I watched the one earlier where it was the one where they take them out into the woods and they do the um, get the headbands fight. Oh yeah. So it was the pair of them just fucking going at it. I'm like, fair play. These kids are fucking good martial artists. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, like Miguel is particularly good. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, how far are you into? So that's like, tw- I'm on the back end of season two. I've got like three or four left. So I've had okay. the episode where Johnny meets up with all the, his old mates and the guy dies oh, in the woods. Oh, that's a pretty good episode, isn't it? That's, yeah, it's fucking brutal. <laughs>